We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. I feel like it's a surprise party where we're all whispering about this person and then he comes on and now we're like, surprise! Tony, you ruined the good surprise. What movie? Come on, Tony. You ruined the good surprise. I don't know. <laughs> Big Daddy, dude. Big Daddy. Adam Sandler, yeah. On. All right. Speaking of Big Daddies, Austin Maliolo, you are, uh, we appreciate you coming back on. These guys just have a ton of questions. In general, we were just digging into the Russian kettlebell swing, and Jason said you have a great video in Ham Plan mm. talking about the two different methods. So before we dig into some of the other stuff, like CAP, that a lot of people have questions on, um, Devin, you want to ask your question about the swing? Do you think you can make it clear and concise for Austin? Austin, uh, Ben, <clears throat> sorry, Ben elbows or straight arms for the, for the Russian. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how J Jason deflected this question because I believe Jason is an RKC, um, uh, expert. And I'll, and I do remember him in 2000, maybe what nine, uh, training for the Russian kettlebell challenge. So remember the workout we did together and you the only time you've ever said this to me, you said, you might beat me in this workout. Mm. It was old.com. I think it was snatching and pull-ups. Long story okay. short, I did not beat Austin in the workout. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm, again, I think that when it, you know, when you're really truly looking at the, the Russian kettlebell swing, the, you know, the, uh, a little bent elbow, I think is fine. Cause that's really not the focus, right? The focus is, is uh, you know, hip extension, glute and hamstring um, with this, with this a strong, almost pull back down and a snap back down type of uh, movement. So it's almost a secondary uh, piece there. Now for us CrossFitters that live in the purest world of, you know, when the arms bend the power ends type of thing. Um, and this is what's what it comes down to is when you coach in a class, you know, what, what information do you selectively omit when you're teaching things, right? Cause the minute you, you know, you, you, you give them an inch, they take a mile type of thing, you know, so you say, oh, you can have your arms bent. Next thing you know, people are bending their arms just walking around the gym. Um, so, you know, I, I think as a coach, you just have to be selective with that. But, you know, I think in the purest of the movement, I don't think it is the the, the end of the world. But I'm also not a kettlebell expert by any means. Um, that's just from my experience is that when doing Russian kettlebell swings correctly, it is a posterior annihilation movement. Um, whereas like American swings are going to be a little more, you know, you know, full body, a little different type of feel. Answer everybody's okay. questions. Political answer, Christian said. Well, the, the other thing you made me think of is eventually a lot of this stuff is going to transition to the snatch. We do have to bend our elbows, right? In the snatch, it's the kettlebell snatch. Um, did you guys watch Mark? Did you ever take Martone's kettlebell course, Austin? Boom. You, you took it? Boom. That's all he says the whole time. Boom. <laughs> he does. He's, is, yeah, he, he, is he still around? I haven't heard oh, from that guy in a while. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. He's still around. He's still, I think he still does his things. He does a lot of private security and stuff like that too. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's one of the few people that can, you know, just talk about kettlebells and keep the level of, ex- of excitement for like, you know, however long you talk about kettlebells and just, and then, then he starts struggling them. And then that's when I, I just, I'm out. It's too, it, the risk is too high. I'll, you know, I just, I just going to drop on my foot and I'm a little nervous. I'm sure you remember my ex-girlfriend, Nikki. Um, when we took uh, the kettlebell course, he used her as the Turkish getup. Of you course. Know, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, a lot of people, I'm sure you're feeling these questions from all over the place, but a lot of people have questions about cap. Many of the people on this call are already involved in ham plan. So that was kind of the impetus of having you on again. Of course, you're always amazing at answering all the questions, but let's, let's kind of focus there first. We also have James coming on in two weeks. So whatever we don't address, I'm sure James can address, but yeah, we want to put a, the participants, you want to put your hands up. I already see some going up. But before we before we start answering questions, you want to give us a little backstory or whatever you can share about how this ultimately came to be? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I always say that the, the origin and backstory, you know, actually started at, you know, really seminars, right? And, and, and more, you know, probably more specifically level twos and, you know, and traveling around and talking to, um, to gym owners and, and, and coaches about programming, you know, and I guess, you know, and I guess the, the, the deeper origin story is programming in general just started out. And I think a lot of people that have been around some time know that just, you know, a lot of us would look at athletes and say, what are they doing? I should do that because it's working for them. Right. Like, and, and, you know, five to 10 years ago, it's like, well, and we would get questions, what are you doing? And we would just start sharing that. And that turned into the programming marketplace that we see today. It was a simple organic question. And, and then a lot of people are like, well, I think we can package this up and make it nice for people to use and then follow. And then it was like, okay, well, not everyone is, competitive or not everyone has the same skills obviously so how do we make programming applicable to different skill sets right so coaching notes and scaling um, and then for for us personally on the hand plan it was I, I'll never forget the question I received and it was from a a, a coach at a gym or even a member and they're like you know I, I want to follow your programming but how do I do that at my gym because at the gym's not following that programming because we didn't really we didn't have affiliate programming back back when we started and I was fundamentally not okay with that. You know, I was like, I'm not okay at having people not take class, right? That was a huge, and, and, and it was always a value of mine. It's like, no matter what, I want people taking class. And I was like, man, I, I wasn't, I didn't want to, you know, be a, a, an impetus to a problem, right? Where like at my own gym, I don't, you know, everyone takes class. So thus born, you know, the affiliate programming. And then it, we actually shifted that everything started to follow the DNA of the affiliate program, where no matter what level or competitor or track that, you know, you could walk into your gym, you could be a part of your gym and always be a part of class. And then, and then from there, really the, the growth of programming became essentially the, the smallest part of what we deliver. It was coaching development and how do you implement this programming? And we all know that, you know, a, a workout doesn't matter. What matters is how it's implemented. And how it's implemented is predicated on the coach. And, th- and therein lies, well, we have to deliver coaching development tools on a daily basis for a spectrum of coaches. 
normally we think about pro, you know, oh yes, CrossFit is, is, you know, universally scalable and applicable to any athlete or, you know, and, and where, no matter where they're at in their journey, uh, the, the cornerstone of affiliate programming in, in our view is, can we deliver a tool that any level of coach can deliver an effective class? And that's really, really important. And, and that's the focus. Um, and because I've, I am and, and always will be a firm believer that, you know, you, you take your level one and you can start coaching on Monday. And I know a lot of people get, you know, kind of fired up about that, but none of us would be here if that wasn't the case. I wouldn't be here, you know, but, you know, Bosman, I'll never forget said maybe 10 years ago is that everyone starts out a shitty coach. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and there's a beauty to that. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean we, we, we should be irresponsible, ill-equipped, right? It's like day one of any job. None of us were good on day one of our job. We didn't even know where the bathroom was at our, in the office, right? It was, it, it, you know, I remember working construction and all, you know, day one on the job, all I did was get the tools. I didn't know what a cat's paw was when my boss asked me what a cat's paw was and I was petrified to ask. So I spent 20 minutes at the truck and I, you know, and, and then my, my boss yelled at me because what was taking so long to get a little, uh, a, a, a nail removing tool, right? I was don't not good on day one. Either. Don't worry. He, we yeah. still don't know what that is. His wife yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, I, so that, and that mindset is something that, that I, we always try to keep in mind is like, how do we deliver those tools? But then also, if we have really veteran advanced coaches, right, you know, how do we add value to them? No different than in a class, right, where I have a 10-year veteran CrossFit athlete that's, you know, can do all the movements. They can do everything prescribed. I have to still, you know, endeavor to make them better to educate, inspire, and entertain them while they're standing next to someone that is still petrified to walk in the gym and they look at the rings and they look at you like you're crazy. I'm going to touch those things. Right. So, and how do we handle them in the same class? That's, that was the genesis of, of how we really created our programming tools. And, um, you know, and, and fortunately in when hand plan was acquired by CrossFit and that, that was our values have always been true to CrossFit and we've, you know, because that's what we do. We obviously, you know, James, myself, and Spencer, and 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 Travis. You know, all you know, three three of the four have been on staff, you know, for almost ten years. And so, obviously, we understand what our core methodology is, and we've never really wavered from that. And you know, the beautiful thing about the programming marketplace is there are all different types of flavors and things like that. Um, and we're not against uh, you know those those others existing, but we, what's important to us is that we're always true to CrossFit. Um, and for those of us who have been around a long time, we've probably experimented with all different types of things. And normally we come back to all right, with variance, functionality, intensity, you know, three to four times a week is really effective. Um, and we've all, you know, it, it's, and, you know, I, I put it this way. I, I never fault anyone for trying different styles of programming in the pursuit of trying to learn something better either. That's the true CrossFit way. Right. So when people are like, Hey, I do strength and Metcon and I, and, you know, and everyone's like, aren't you against? I'm like, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for trying stuff out. What have you learned? Well, I've, that's all I've done. That's all I raised the eyebrow to is like, well, maybe you should try something different. Maybe you should, you know, practice. You know, and we've all been there. Right. We've all worked out way too much because we thought volume was the answer. Right. Well, it makes sense. Right. Like, Oh, more is better, more adaptation, more stimulus. It makes sense. 
And then we realized, well, maybe I'd like to, you know, not have my knees hurt or my shoulders, you know, feel like they're going through a cheese grinder all the time. Like, oh yeah. So we learn this stuff and that's important. And we, as coaches go through that and CrossFit is a contrarian culture by nature. So I think that's also important too, is that, and what, so what we do, at, you know, my most exciting aspect of cap is that we can push the envelope because we're, we are, we in three days will sync with CrossFit.com. So all affiliates will be following the .com workout and we're, we're going to be giving robust tools on how to implement that. And .com since its inception has always been the pillar of variance, right? And that's the beautiful thing about it. I mean, how, every one of us on here has seen .com workouts and you're like, that's crazy. And then we look back and some of that stuff that we thought was crazy, we implement regularly into our programming now, yeah. right? And stand up, 5K runs, you know, all of, you know, all of those types of things. I mean, all that, I mean, I, I mean, I just, I mean, even like 10 years ago, I mean, like if, I mean, there are workouts that were written 10 years ago that are devastating to this day, right? Like there are timeless things. There are also workouts that we will never see again too. You know, like th that's the beauty of programming, but I'm, I'm excited about that. And because the workouts, one thing, but oh, everyone's like, well, how do I implement this? Right. That's really what our focus is. And then how to work. And then how do we make it fun? Oh, I mean, because it doesn't matter if people aren't having fun. It doesn't matter if people aren't getting better. And that's the North Star. Right be the there. best hour of their day. In yeah. my opinion, anyone that doesn't agree with that statement is dumb. Just dumb. So yeah, I think I did that on the podcast. Yeah. But do you guys see that Stu Brown, what Stu did yesterday? Did you guys see that? Somebody took my picture, Austin, and spoke in front of my picture, disagreeing with that it has to be with the best hour of their day. Well, yeah, you know, so Austin, again, I don't like to disagree with you right now. He's trying to no, say no, Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, all I can say is that we're in the service industry, right? Exactly. And we're, we're in, ser we're in service to our people. That's I And, you know, I've always said this at my gyms and no matter, at seminars is that we would never be here without our members. We don't matter. Our members matter. Do you mind and if I say that? Do you mind if I steal that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing. I, yeah. I mean, most likely I've stole it from someone smarter or just, you know, or, or better, which is most people. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's really, really, you know, and I, you know, my role at CrossFit, you know, as you know, is for, with the affiliates is that my, the only thing that matters are the affiliates to me. Right. And that's because we don't exist without our gyms. We have to listen, we have to learn, we have to grow. And of course we're not like, and that's, and this is the same thing with members, right? It's like, we're, we're not, always going to make everyone happy right like and it's devastating when people aren't happy like for for for, for us as affiliate owners how devastating is it when you get bad feedback from your members like you work your butt off and then you get a piece of feedback and just breaks your back right and it's just i mean it's exhausting sometimes and certainly over the past year and a half it's been even more because it's been seems like it's been harder to make everyone happy <laughs> uh, you know depending on you know the restrictions we've dealt with but I always look at that as, well, that, that makes us who we are because we care, right? And the expectation is that we do a great job, is that, 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 that people are seeing results and they are happy. So when people say that, it feels good, but you're like, yeah, I did my job, right? And then when people are not, not satisfied, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, man, that, that's, that's, it hurts, it's painful, whatever it might be. But then the, sec, the next thing needs to be, how do, I, how do I do better? What can I learn from this, right?
So yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and I've not always been that way either. Like I think back in the day, Jason, I was super high strung as a coach, as a gym owner to the point where it's like just very regimented. And now I'm almost the opposite where it's like, I don't mind if you show up late and if you leave early, I get it because fitness is not the main focus of your life and nor should it be right. I mean, CrossFit was designed for the fitness minimalist, right? Like, and, 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 and we could, you read that in some of the original writings is that you can, what you can do in under an hour is unreal. That's why we love CrossFit. It's so potent. Right. And, 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 and that's, what's so special about it. So I try to remember that and, and that people's lives matter, right. So their kids and other things and just be respectful. Right. I always just say, at least walk in the door and look stressed out and look rushed and I'll, and I'll buy it. You know, like that's all I, I'll buy it. Like you just like look frazzled and we're good. You know, like, you know, you know, let me know that you got to go. I'll clean up your gear for you. Just let me know. Right. Be like, Hey, I got to run. Cool. Love you. Got it. Right. Like, because it always comes full circle. Right. Because if you treat them with respect, they'll treat you with respect. And if not, your members will take care of them, too. You guys know that, you know, your members are your best advocates. So if they, you know, they'll take care of the riffraff and they usually won't show up, you know, after a time because, you know, CrossFit is you know, a vocal community and they take care of their own. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm just taking notes. Um, yeah, you are a different human being from when you and I were working together, not just at the box, but on seminar staff and I have two questions. Uh, a couple of these guys get really upset if I derail the conversation. So I don't want to go too far off the rails, Devin. But first question, how is your body feeling in now that you have shifted from crazy high volume training, you know, the games and, and beyond to more of the, I see you running, you know, with, with a baby on your shoulders, right? So like, how, how, has, how has your body feeling and responded to it? Um. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I would say my, I feel like I've always kind of felt from the sense of, you know, just some nagging injuries from competing. Right. So like, you know, like little things, Your I don't snatch as much. Yeah. My wrist, both my wrists are pretty bad. So like, I don't snatch as much, but I still like snatch one, once a month just for pure ego to prove to myself, I can still snatch 225. probably shouldn't, but I just do it. Right. Like most, honestly, most of it is, a, is, is an emotional mental piece. It's very less physical. Um, I'm not as like perpetually sore as I used to be, right. Things like that. But, um, I would still say I definitely struggle emotionally from like the fact that I'm not doing enough. I would say it's sort of like, um, it's, it's definitely from, you know, competing for 10 years training uh, at the peak, you know, five or six hours a day, still being emotionally okay with just like, you know, work, you know, I work out at 5am every day and not getting a second session in, um, is that all it's you're something, doing at 5 a.m. session in your garage for the most part? I, 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 I try to get in, you know, three double days a week. That's my goal. Um, you know, days are pretty busy now, um, you know, but so like yesterday I had 30 minutes uh, in between meetings. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm going to get my front, the front squats in that, that were on cap this week. I was like, I right, sneak that in five sets of 10, you know, and, and, I, and I was able to do that. And I just built up you know, I didn't, you know, my warm up was the first set, right? It's like everything we tell our athletes not to do in class, right? Like my, my, my working sets were not at 80% to start, um, you know, but so I, I try to get that in. And honestly, it's, it, I have, I, it makes my afternoon nights better when I do that uh, emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, so it's less physical. Uh, it's more of an emotional thing. 
I really enjoy like on the weekends, um, like uh, I try to make it a point to like have Haley outside. My daughter's Haley um, when I'm working out so she can see working out and fitness. That's super important to me. And, you know, now she'll like, like last week she'd run with me and then she asked me to pick her up. So like, yeah, I'm not, I don't care about my times. I mean, I still, I just go as hard as I can. I don't like pacing. So I still am an idiot when it comes to that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, you know, you get, you have to go like, you know, make sure that your dog doesn't run out in the road or something. And, and it's not like I'm going to be upset that my training's ruined for the day because, you know, my, my time is 30 seconds off. Like, you know, those days are long gone. So with that being said, I had a call with Paul Tremblay yesterday. He mentioned he may be making a run at the Masters. I know you're approaching that age, Austin. What are you thinking? Well, so you guys speak with James, what you said in a week or two. So, and I have to, yeah. I'll have to tee it up. So, so, so James Hobart competed, yeah. you know, he, he, and he got second in his age group. But I also know how much he trained. So he set the bar. And he didn't train at all. Like he trained us maybe even less than, than I do. And Paul does. So just so you know, that's James is a very gifted athlete. He's always been able to do things like that, which is obnoxious. Um, you know, so we, I can't do more than that because then, then he'll, then it'll be like, well, you train more than me, right? Like, so, like, so, and that's how we, you know, of course, so I, I have this, this conundrum. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, tr I'll train. And of course I'll go through the open and I'll go through, the entire process because you know it's no matter and and if they end up at the games and you end up at the games so and next year yeah. are you, when do you turn 35 or 34 yeah next year so i'm 34 so he's like almost exactly a year older than i am so he's june on may so i mean he yeah he's as literally as young as you could ever have been in a master's category too because he oh, yeah. turned 30 35 in june i mean well first of all i hope there's no like weirdness between you and jersey tony because Jersey Tony's, you know, competitor, and he's thinking about going Masters too. So, if any of that's happening on this call, I, you know, I like to. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, it's so funny because James showed up in two thousand nine. Um, Neil Thompson, remember Neil from CrossFit Boston? He's like this dude. I'm like this baby faced kid is gonna win. He wins, and here we are now. He's a master. It's so crazy to me. All right. Yeah, yeah. Quality of movement matters. If there's one thing that you like, it's like. I mean, when you move that well, it matters, right? Like, so that, that, that's the moral of that story. Last question unrelated to Cap. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you resigned from seminar staff due to your new position, or at least on the email, it said something like that. How hard was that for you? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, when you say it like that, I'm like, I don't think I've ever actually publicly said that. I was more like a, yeah, yeah, we'll so, we'll yeah, uh, um, yeah, a lot of it was just a function of the, of my, of, of responsibility and then respect to seminar staff of like with my role uh, at CrossFit, you know, within the gym org and the responsibilities there and then where that would actually, where that puts me for weekend work and travel. I just, you know, you you never want to overcommit and underdeliver, and you and 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 the respect of how important seminars are. So that was a it was a decision that honestly in the beginning I was like oh like you know I'll you know it was of course like you know I'll be able to do it right like you know type of deal. And then like about, I was about a month in I was like Phew, okay this is a lot different um, in a good way. Um, but luckily you know I, I still have the opportunity if I want to you know if if I shoot a request to do a seminar I can still do that. So I'm not, I'm not like, 
you know, I wasn't fully kicked to the curb and, and, and the door slammed behind me, which is nice. I still have the opportunity to, to work a, a level one or two and, you know, you know, trying to actually plan some trips where, you know, I might go to certain places um, and, you know, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to go somewhere, might as well do a seminar, right? Like might as well, you know, help, help out and do stuff. Certainly like certain areas around the world where getting to those places are not super easy for trainers and seminars don't always happen. So um, I don't think that I'm, I will never be a red shirt again, but I mean, doing 40 seminars a year for 10 years, which is what I did. Um, you know, it was, um, it's definitely a, a difference. So it's weird to be home on a Saturday morning. Um, it's strange. It still um, is for me too, being two years into the pandemic. And I'm like, yeah, so strange. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's like, it, it's an, it was an ironic, um, transition, right? Because the pandemic, obviously everything came to a screeching halt, which was the first time that's ever happened since I started from a seminar perspective, but then we ramped back up slow, but it was still much slower, right? Than it was before where I was working almost four weekends a year, four weekends a month. So I was, I already had some natural progression of, of less. Uh, and so, and the pandemic created, created also like and I think this did for a lot of us in different ways of handling change, whether you like it or not, we have, and, and so it, it, it set me up to understand and how to handle that decision a, probably a little better undoubtedly than if it were just, you know, you know, sort of business as usual. And then I were sort of posed with that decision. Well, you know, I just saw your name there and I know how integral you are. And, you know, we had our, at our last summit, you were one of the four or five trainers with, I think over 300 seminars. Like I've got my 200 patch, you, you know, 300 plus. So it's, it was just interesting to see. And I know that couldn't have been an easy decision, which is why I asked. Um, all right. I want to dig into cap. And before we do, I see Devin and Ryan have questions. Paula, please don't let me forget to let you speak up. But my box owner here sent me this PDF yesterday. It's titled 14. I don't know where he got it, but he's like, what do you think of this? And That's cat. Yeah, I don't know where he got this PDF. Um, so, but I want well, everybody I mean, to be able to get I mean, it. The, the, the portal. The portal, yeah. is that where he got it? Okay. Yeah. Um, Fern makes fun of me because I still have an affiliate, but I'm not an affiliate owner, so I don't see everything. But, man, pretty good shit, Austin. Probably the best I've seen in any programming, and that's just the PDF. With the, with the data... You know, I'm not even so looking at the workout. It's the one that has like the chief on it, as I think it was Monday's workout. But yep, man, yep. really good stuff on there. So I'm not trying to bias everybody, but it's good stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure I convinced him to switch over to it. Um, so I think one question we're going to have here, and I don't know if it's what Ryan and Devin are going to ask, but what's the deal with Wattify? I know a lot of boxes are uh, using what us, for example, we use Wattify. So that could be one of the few barriers to switching. So what's, what's going on there? Yeah. So, right. So right now we're not integrated with them, uh, but we'd like to be, uh, but right now we're not. Um, and integration, what that means is that we're automatically would populate into your um, into your account, into your account for your gym. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we, you can, you can put the program into any platform, right. Um, you know, and just like, you know, so there are only a handful of platforms that actually push Spotify be one of them. 
right? So we're we're still working on that. There's just a lot of logistics and details there. Um, but that's and that's one of those things over time. Our goal is to make it as easy as possible, and that's one of those. Um, but the reality is just a, 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 you know things of how you know how do we ease make you know integrate with other platforms because there are there are a few main players, but we have a lot of affiliates and affiliate, you know, affiliates follow, have all sorts of uh, membership management platforms, workout tracking platform software they use. Um, but you know, the, that's, that's that one caveat is how do we make it uh, easier and save time and all that type of stuff. So that's, that's, that's hundred percent. It's top of mind and little things that we want to like do is um, you know, for certain platforms, Hey, here are some tips and tricks to input faster. Um, we actually like when, like when we create it, like it's on Tem One. We're working on making sure that the web app will be um, friendly for uh, for like copying into other platforms as well um, from a, a formatting perspective. Because we're, we're aware that not every plat, not everyone will have the ability to have that push. Yeah, and you know something I've told other box owners is you can hire like a VA in the Philippines for two dollars an hour that. Two hours, you know, for $4, they've done your week of putting it into Wattify. So it's, would it make it easier? Certainly. Does it make it a complete barrier? Absolutely not. You can still have both. Um, all right. Devin's going to add, what were you going to say, Austin? You were going to add something there? No, no. I mean, I, I mean that's that, that's spot on. I mean, I, and I know people that do that, actually. <laughs> well, because the guy in the corner there, Devin, has a list of people that he wants to kill. And I just got my name off that list. So I don't want to get it added back on. So, Devin. Go ahead. What's your question? Um, so one of my questions was the Wattify. Um, he didn't deny the list, by the way, everybody. He did not deny the list. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to, but we're 35 minutes into this call and we're finally getting our first question. So Jason's <laughs> derailed it enough. Um, and then my, my other question, some, a couple well, people brought this up over the past couple of weeks. You didn't ask the first it, it was, it was about well, Wattify. But you already answered it. Okay. So, uh, a couple other people brought this up. But what are your thoughts on? Um, you know, people are saying that every, with everyone switching over to Cap, it's going to be used across a lot more affiliates, and it's not going to be as varied as as what we're used to. Yeah, no, that so that's a great question. So, the uh, and ooh, I, we put a lot of thought into this. So the thought process that okay, let's just let's just put a number on it. And say all right, well. You know, half of the CrossFit affiliates are starting to follow cap. Well, how do we, you know, or in my area, I got 10 gyms and, you know, all of them are on cap. How do we show differentiation? How do, you know, between gyms, uh, the, the vary from box to box. So I think there's a few things there. One, it's, I actually, I, I don't look at programming and, and never really have as a, as a, an opportunity for differentiation between gyms. Um, it's because it's coaching, right? And, and, and the confidence in that, all right, well, if I have three gyms, my goal is it's, they're doing the same programming. I'd still tell a prospective member to go to all three and never once have I ever said, Hey, you know, check their programming and see how you like it. I've always said, do they say hi to you when you walk in the gym? Do they have a plan to take you from a non-member to a member? And what is that process? Do you like the people? Is the community something you vibe with? Um, the programming is obviously one thing there, but in you know, 
but what matters is, is, is how it's implemented in the coaching from that piece. Um, so, and, and I think that I hope that this, that, that cap actually can help that. Right. And that's, that's its purpose. Its purpose is to help coaches coach, give them more time, so on and so forth, but also the intent. And this is why cap is not included in the affiliate fee by design is that we don't want to make it mandatory. We don't want to tell gyms, Hey, this is what you have to follow. We want it to be a choice. And we still want gyms to, if they want a program or purchase other programming, you still have the opportunity to do so no different than you did, you know, six months ago. Um, and that's important to us. Also, there's a, a, a robust programming market out there that we want to show that respect to, right? So we don't want to come in and completely flip that whole market upside down. Um, so there, there's a few pieces to that, but um, there, I, I think that there's also a value to more gyms following similar programming. I look at it where, you know, this notion of, you know, a global leaderboard and like back in the day, you'd follow CrossFit.com you'd, and, and we had this connection. You put your scores on CrossFit.com and you know, we, all, we all did that. And, you know, be having this connection from gym to gym is actually really cool. I mean, and it opens up some doors and opportunity for, for gyms to have some type of communication amongst each other of what they're doing and how they're doing it, what they're, what, you know, what, you know, from little competitions and challenges and, 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 and things to that nature. So I actually like that piece and having that red thread, I think strengthens us as a, it has the opportunity to strengthen CrossFit as a whole. Um, and, and I, that's what really excites me about it, but it's still rooted in this notion that it's fully our affiliates choice. So I look at it like, well, if we do our job and we make this something that gyms want, they'll use it. Right. That's, and, and that's, and that's something that in anything we do for gyms, it's, Hey, like it's here for you and our internal charges, it needs to be amazing or else our affiliates are going to skewer it because that's the way our affiliates are and it's got to work. It's got, and it's got to jive. So um, it's a true Testament to the efficacy of the product. Um, and, and does it work for all of our gyms and, um, I, yeah, so I actually think it can be a real, a, a value as opposed to a detriment. Cause remember this members walking off the street have no idea. And half of them will never have any idea of the workouts, it's creation, where it comes from or why, why we do it. People just want to look good naked and get their results. Right. So, you know, any preconceived notion that we think our members have of programming or whatever notions they have currently are because of what we give them as coaches. But no one's ever walked into my gym off the street and it's like, you know, this is the programming I'm expecting to see at this gym. Do you guys offer it? No. People are just like, someone told me to come here. And then they look at your class and they're usually like, I can't do any of those movements. And then you say, don't worry, I'll take care of you. And then you bring them through some type of, you know, a foundation or, or intro class and, you know, and that's it. And, and then they, they fall in. And they get intoxicated with this notion that they can actually get better at human performance. Um, and they start chasing th these performance goals as opposed to aesthetic goals. And, and that's what leads, you know, CrossFit to be so effective. So um, I think that that's, and it has that opportunity. So really good question. And I could talk for too long about it. So uh, just one quick follow-up. Do you think it helps with drop-ins? So I'm sure all of us have been the victim of dropping into multiple gyms and we hit two front squat days in a row or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it helps knowing, Hey, this is what my gym follows. Whenever I drop into this gym, I know that the program is going to line up pretty well. Well, yeah, I think that with anything it's, there will be, and this is something, obviously it's like having, 
having gyms that follow similar programming, members will obviously seek that out, right? Or it's like, oh, like I can go to this gym because we also offer, you know, at home stuff and travel programming and thing like that, that, that has, that follows the DNA of the, of the main class. So it will allow, you know, members as they're traveling for drop-ins to start to select with that. So it, it, I think that's a really good point that it, it is a value add for those within the, the you know, that cap network, right? Um, no, but also you could, you know, you know, in true CrossFit fashion, you could always kind of, you know, Hey, I want to try something different or, you know, I'm going to look at something different when I travel. There's always that value too. But, um, you know, when I, when I was at Reebok, you know, I, we had a lot of members that traveled and I, I will tell you that the biggest thing, they would always come back and, you know, oftentimes they never really, you know, they never really spoke about the programming too much. They always spoke about the coaching, right? Um, it was always like, well, they were good, but it was front squat day. And I know how shit my front squat is. And they didn't give me any corrections, you know, uh, one of those types of things. So, um, you know, so, it, you know, the people might seek out familiarity as they kind of know what to expect a little bit. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to the, the original question, I think it's, insignificant what other boxes are doing for their programming, right? doesn't matter if every box in the world is doing the same programming because that's just a small component of what actually goes on. Uh, before I ask Ryan's question over there, you, you mentioned you're syncing with .com. What'd you say on the 15th? Yeah. Yep. How are you handling the three-on-one off? Yeah. So, um, they, so it'll basically, obviously, so, so programming will be seven days a week, no matter what. So, um, when we, when we look, when we, when we see our week of programming, we, you know, James, who, you know, who's really, who's you know in charge of sort of that whole vision, we'll make sure that the seven days flow appropriately. So if you follow cap, you'll obviously be getting more workouts than you'll be seen on .com. We'll also have to make changes too, because .com will always be true to .com and, and, but it won't necessarily always fit into this beautiful, uh, kernel of an hour long affiliate class. Um, so there, 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 there will be some subtle uh, changes to some workouts, depending on what, what we see come out on .com. Um, and then, you know, cause the, some, there are different flavors and things that we see that, that show up on CrossFit.com that we, we will always make sure it's an affiliate first, um, uh, program, right? So it's, so the, the goal is always, Hey, what we deliver to affiliates needs to be easy to implement and under and for, from a logistical perspective, fitness will always be achieved. But we also need to make sure it's it, 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 we're not making anyone's life harder. We're making it easier. So th that's how we'll handle that difference. Seven days always. That's what I figured. Um, yeah. Cool. Ryan, what's up? All right. So you just mentioned the logistical. So my question is, what equipment templates are you working off of? It's a great question. So the, the, the basic uh, equipment template is. You know, we just kind of go off like, you know, I guess, you, you know, for being as vague as possible, it's like, you know, generals, the general CrossFit equipment, um, you know, but knowing that there are the asterisks of not every gym has enough rowers or any type of machine for that matter. Um, so when we write the workouts, there's always a logistical component of how to scale to other machines, how to scale to no machines. We do a low equipment uh, version, like, a, like we actually really turned this up a notch during COVID when we were dealing with people's gyms that were fully closed to outside only to fully open. And so basically that's how we handle all of our class plans now of like, Hey, if you're outside with a rig or no rig dumbbells, no barbell, that type of stuff. So, um, we try to 
leave no stone unturned from that logistical piece. With that, there's always the notion of like, well, how do I handle the equipment that I have at my gym? I have stones or things like things to that measure. Um, we, we, we do extra sessions throughout the week that are not to be done in class. Um, those are for, cause you know, everyone, you know, the, not everyone, you have like usually five to 10 people that always want to do more. And so as opposed to you having to like come up with something or just say, do whatever you want, and they end up doing like the 12 days of Christmas, 14 times in a row. Um, you can actually give them some type of like, you know, educated piece that also fits within the theme or the focus. And that's sometimes where we, where we put on, put in more machine stuff or that, that other equipment that you wouldn't have enough for a class, but for a handful of people or one or two, you will as well. So that's how we kind of satisfy both ends of the spectrum. And, and that's come from a lot of feedback, quite honestly, of like, you know, I just remember a good example is like at Reebok CrossFit One, we had all sorts of equipment, right? But not not enough to run classes, but we all, we had sandbags, D-balls and yokes and all this sexy stuff. But I had classes of 20 or 30 people. I didn't have, you know, so we were always with this, you know, traditional amount of stuff, but, um, and yeah. I know James put, put stuff in his, um, so oftentimes, so every day you'll see a video of James breaking down the whole class as well. And he'll sometimes put in those like anecdotes of like, today might be a good day to, you know, give, give one of your advanced athletes a sandbag instead of a barbell for grace or something to that measure. So putting in those places to also lace in that type of fun stuff for your salty vets that, you know, might want to mix it up a little bit. I mean, on top of that, I would say maybe even Saturdays would be a good day to kind of throw in a, a different mix, right? Especially those are generally bigger classes. Everyone's just kind of there to have a good time. So that'd be a good day to like self-implement that kind of stuff. They're not hiring Ryan. He's not going <laughs> to hire you right now. That's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm too busy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, well, the, the Saturdays is a, is a, we get, we've gotten a lot of feedback about partner workouts. Um, and, and it's funny because partner workouts, one, we, you, you see them, we, we put them in on Saturday or Sunday traditionally now, like, um, but it, 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 they, those bring up a very, um, very emotional uh, for people, people that love them or hate them. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny, but um, we, we, we try to do them at least once a week, specifically on the weekends where you have less classes, but higher volume in those classes. So how do you handle that, those logistics and, and that type of stuff? So it's um, partner workouts. i there was a period of time where I was like, I'm going to open a box that only does partner workouts. I think they're just so much because they're fun and everybody gets what they need out. If I'm all since partner, guess what? I'm going more often than I want to go, right? Like he's going to be done if it's in a lot faster than I am. Um, yeah, well, you don't rely on my partner, Tony. I carry, you saw that picture, Tony, <laughs> of the wall ball? I was jumping because there were synchro wall balls. I did a comp. You know, no big deal, Austin. Third place, no big deal. Uh, you probably nice. heard about it. You probably heard about How it. How many people uh, competed, uh, Jason? I didn't keep track of all that. Oh, okay. Austin, I was busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but along the lines of what you were saying with Ryan, I think what one thing that frustrates me, our, our box follows NC right now. They're based out of California. We're in Colorado. And they're like, cool, it's a 5K. I'm like, it's fucking February, dude. Like, not only is it freezing out, there's slush, there's ice, the gym gets disgusting if it's interval stuff. So is that the other thing? Are you factoring that in knowing that you're in Massachusetts? Like you have to deal with that? Oh yeah, we, we, um, we learned our, we, we, I learned that really early on because we were fortunate enough early on that the Hampton, we had a, a bunch of um, high North Canadian gyms. Um, 
where it just seems like it's winter all year round at their gyms. Um, Cause they'd be like, Hey, it's like, it'd be like, you know, May. And then they're like, yeah, you know, still ice, you know, uh, like, wow. All right. So yeah, we, we learned that. Really. So it's, it, and that really just comes into logistics too, where, you know, we, if you have gyms in certain areas of the world, running is a, is a real big uh, challenge. Let's go to L3 Matt. Other L3 Matt. Hey, Justin. Thanks for joining again. Yeah. I have a kind of coaching question on your, your perspective. Uh, I see CrossFit says a lot about good coaches and great coaches. So mm -hmm. I know what do you consider a good coach and a great coach? Like, I mean, I'm thinking about the six criteria we should be always striving for, but like, what's your thoughts on it? So the difference between a good coach and a great coach, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if there's a specific delineation or there's like a line in the sand that you cross over, um, quite frankly. Um, but I would say that the best coaches I've seen have the ability to read a room and, and cater whatever's happening to the individuals in their room. They're able to meet the athletes in the class where they are, not the other way around. And I think that, to, so there's an emotional intelligence. There's obviously coaching intelligence. Um, there's awareness. Um, and the reason why that's such a, a big statement is because the predicated knowledge it takes to be able to do that is vast and unbelievable, right? Where it's the, the last thing that you're ever going to realize with coaches like that is their technical acumen or their ability to cheat, see, and correct. It is actually, uh, you'd never even think about it. Because that, because what you are actually, if you're in the moment, you forget that you're in class, you're enjoying the experience, you're, you're having fun, you're getting warmed up and you don't even know it, and you're properly getting ready for a workout. And then you're hitting a workout with the level of intensity that's uncomfortable, that's not fun, but, you, but you're, you're prepared for it. A, a great coach does that without you even thinking twice and potentially even got you a little better, right? But refined a current skill or gave you a new skill. Right. And, and that's a very, very challenging, you know, and, and the best, there's not many that can do that, but for those that can, you know, five people, 20 people, you coach that class very differently. We all know when we've coached like two or three people in a class and you're like, Oh, it's hard. I'd rather coach 20 people and two people any day of the week. Right. It's easier. Right. Cause energy is much higher. How do I bring the energy to a two or three person class and do it right? you're exposed, right? You can hide with a bigger class, right? Cause you can just beat your chest, throw the music on, you know, you know, roll out a couple med balls and, you know, and, and you know, fitness is going to happen. Right. So that, that, that's the, uh, probably a, an, un, an, an ambiguous, uh, not specific answer to that question, but that's, uh, it's a good question. Thank you. Seven criteria of coach awareness. I like it, Ryan. Lucas. Last couple of questions. Austin's a busy man. Let's get Lucas and then Paula. Hey, Austin, how are you doing? Yeah, thank you. Good to see you. Austin could definitely run for president, by the way, based on how he answers and, and looks at you. I could, I'm going uh, Maliola Hobart 2024. That's petrifying, no. 
I think you're too young, actually. We'll have to wait till 2032. <laughs> What's hey, up, Lucas? You got hey. hijacked there. Yeah. Just want to know what drives you and what's your why? What has kept you in in the game for so long? Good question, Lucas. Yeah. So, you know, I... I've often thought about so the question is, you know, what, what is my why? What is the purpose uh, of what I do and, and why I do it? And to be honest with you, it's always been the same, but the opportunity and scale has changed. Um, what I mean by that is it's, it, I'll never forget the first time that you're with an, with an, with an athlete, a client, and they, you see the look in their face, like, they did something for the first time in their life or you helped them and you kind of get the goosebumps. Right. And, and I mean, just remembering that stuff. And, and it was that moment that I realized how that, that fueled me. Right. And that was some, and, and it was an addictive feeling that I can help people get better. And it wasn't about me. It was about them. And I realized I could help them, whether it was from a nutritional perspective or fitness or just whatever it might be. And then you start coaching CrossFit classes like, wow, you can, I can affect more than just one person. And then other people start helping each other, right? Because that's what our community does. And then you own, and then from why would, why did I start a gym? Well, I was like, I think I can help coaches and give coaches opportunity because now, now they, I can help then it's just, you know, the, it's the exponential effect seminar staff, even more so. And, and so it's always been the same piece for me is that, you know, and, and it just that opportunity to support and help. Um, and, and, and it's, an, I mean, it, in that, and it drives me it, it, for me, it's, it's something that it's, uh, you know, I become like obsessive about it. Um, and sometimes you got like, you, you get into the weeds and that's where it's, it's, you can sometimes get lost. Right but you have to pull back to the 10,000 foot view. I was at the, at the games, you know, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago and just talking to some affiliate owners and, and it was just like, it's just so just hearing about their stories and the challenge, like, and it just, this is, these are emotional conversations. And it's like, and it, and it just, again, reminded me of how important it is. Yeah. Like we're, we do, we're doing a lot of work, but our affiliate owner matters whatever that story is, whatever, the, like, whatever their challenge. And that's like, it just, it's no different when you're, you know, coaching seminars, right. You got to Like, you got to talk, like, how did that person get there? And then, and then you hear about their, their, how that, that this is the, a turning point in their whole life. Right. It's, it's a really powerful stuff. So that stuff, I'll, I, I, that's what, that, what fuels me and drives me. All right. Last but not least, Paula wanted to say something. Paula, are, you may be muted, so unmute yourself, please. You can figure it out, Paula. Come on. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Austin, for coming on today. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank um, you. Um, I wanted to say that I really respect you as a coach and um, all the things that you do and all the content that you put out there for all of us to consume. Um, 
And um, I wanted to bring up something that I hope is not a thorn in your side, <laughs> um, but Wad on the Waves. Um, back um, before the COVID hit, I had um, heard about Wad on the Waves. I think it was from this podcast or from this group with Jason talking about it and um, decided to reach out to you before the second one. And um, I had emailed you saying I was a level one coach and just wanted to kind of be behind the scenes and learn from you and learn from what you were putting together with the whole thing. I thought it was an amazing business model. Um, I've never been on a cruise before, but this one really seemed like something that was interesting and such a great concept. Um, and I've always been one that never wanted to, I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I love how things are put together and I, um, admire your programming abilities, your coaching abilities. And I was really hoping to learn from you. And I wanted to acknowledge and kind of introduce myself because I just introduced myself through email and you did respond to me and I really appreciated that. And, um, we never got a chance to meet and I never got a chance to work with you, but, um, I appreciate you reaching back out to me and, you know, was going to give me the opportunity and just say that the way that you are so um, involved and how much you put out, it really shows how much you care and um, how much you really desire to make the community better, make us coaches better. And um, hopefully someday I'll have the opportunity to work with you or meet you. But I uh, just wanted to say thank you for all that you put out there for us. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it means a lot. And gosh, it seems like that was like five years ago uh, when, no. it, 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 uh, but um, yeah, that, um, that, that came to a screeching halt. Uh, uh, and, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, you know, everything was able to get officially, you know, kind of canceled and that stuff. But it's, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. We were looking forward to it, but um, learned a lot. It was, that was a huge lift. Um, you know, of just like, how do you operationalize a, a cruise ship full of, uh, you know, CrossFitters and, you know, all of the equipment, that minor detail. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that means a lot. And, and I'm sure that we will cross paths again. Where are you located, Paul? I live in Atlanta. Okay. All right. Well, that's, um, that's a lot easier to get to than like, you know, Russia. So I'm sure we'll be able to, you know, cross paths. Yeah. Um, I did have one quick question and it's a quick question, but it's probably a very long answer. So I don't know if you have time to answer it, but I'm just curious how you guys put together ham plan and how, you know, you get three different guys to come together to create such an amazing program to, you know, agree. Did you not agree at first? Um, was it an easy um, partnership or was it something that you guys kind of learned to work together on? How did that all come about? No, yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, you know Suspenser and I started the hand plan and then, and then uh, James Hobart came on a few years uh, in and then Travis came on uh, shortly after that. So, but with the three main people from a programming perspective and, and to be honest with you, it, it was programming. It's never been about um, ego for any three, all three of us. It was always about um, trying to find each other's blind spots, listening to feedback um, in our community. So, it was, and we're all really used to getting really harsh feedback from uh, in, in all sorts of avenues. So making sure that we always kept each other honest um, and that, that, so honestly, to be honest with you, that was the easiest piece of that. Um, we work well together and, you know, what the hardest piece is as you grow, 
you know, trying not, you know, it's like the more people you program for you, you're, you're just going to get more feedback and making sure that you distill it down um, and, you know, figure out what are we going to act, have, you know, make actionable, what, what's feasible and what's not like, but that's really from a community perspective. But I think the biggest advice I, I can give anyone when you program is um, it's not, it's not about you. It's about others. So having different perspective allows you to, you know, everyone has a blind spot and a bias because that's the nature of who we are. Um, so if you can formulate a relationship to not have those blind spots or biases, you can you know deliver something that's pretty special. Um, so it's uh, that, so it's always been an advantage to us. We've never had a, a hard time with that, which has been pretty cool. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Very cool. Thank awesome. Thank I know you have to run, so go ahead. Thanks again for hopping on. And um, we look forward to uh, learning more about CAP and implementing it into the boxes. So thanks again, Austin. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's a veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.